as the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day. It is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know my name is Kane. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. And we're live. Greetings, infinite blessings and welcome to another moment of now and another episode of Midday Mindfulness. Today is my honour to have Zach on the show and to kick back and be a bit playful to have playtime, which we're used to experience regularly as kids and that we've, as adults, moved away from. And it's time to reconnect back to that inner child, not only through the difficult and sometimes dark inner work that we do or that inner child integration, being on a spiritual journey and having to look at past events in order to move from them and through them, but also to actually reconnect to the joy and the childlike wonderment in all we do, remembering that we don't actually have to do anything. It's just a gift, and to be able to bring that excitement back into it is beautiful in a way. So, Zach, my brother, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me and you're for welcome. being who you are. So please introduce yourself. So, far, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Please introduce yourself, tell, tell the listeners a bit about what you do, what you stand for, and bringing that comedy into the, the sometimes dark work that we do through these spiritual journeys. Well, I'm Zach, as the screen says, a longtime student of myself. And uh, as far as like business and stuff goes, I'm predominantly a business and mindset coach and mm -hmm. provide support to people a whole lot of ways in generating their dreams in a more effective manner that's aligned with themselves. Uh, Beautiful. I have a website, ISN.com. You can find me on Instagram at Zach Mortimer. And uh, I pretty much just live my life trying to have fun and work as little as possible and help other people <laughs> do that now. That's pretty much my life. <laughs> Let's, I'll share quickly your, your Instagram page. So this is where people can connect with you can definitely get me through there. Lots of uh, memes if you want to laugh at stuff. That's predominantly yeah. what that and page is. <laughs> it's, like you say, it's bringing that comedy, bringing that lightheartedness to 
to the journey that we're on because without joy without excitement without a feeling of of wonderment in in the work that we do it's almost like what's the point in doing it yeah well i i feel also that we can really uh we we look for all the things that we want to be successful with and that we want to accomplish in our life but oftentimes like we think that those things are going to bring us happiness and i find that we have to actually very proactively seek the happiness as one of the like components of success otherwise it's like I mean, I work with some people who are, they definitely have success as the way that most people would sculpt it, but mm -hmm. they feel like they haven't got to the happiness carrot, so to speak yet. And I've found that a lot of other people that I work with, they get to it much earlier and they have kind of a more fulfilling life. So I think we really just need to focus on it and through doing memes and like you see on this mm -hmm. channel, like these, I do a podcast on there and then several other people do a podcast mm -hmm. on there really just because since i had the platform i just provide them all the back end support to yeah, do the things that they want to do like all those cover images that you see there i make all of those i handle all the technical Amazing. side of all the streaming i stay up to date on all of the components of live streaming live streaming is actually just like one of my big passions uh especially like wider internet platforms and the application i think it's going to have to the world because i do yep. think it is the like the primary emergent media platform and I personally believe that in like 10 years, you're pretty much mostly going to watch live streams and yep. nothing else. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm hugely bullish on the space for a very long time. <laughs> and it's, it's done nothing but match those projections. It's growing very, very quickly in every single aspect of it. But Beautiful. that's just yet, yet another way. They're trying to help people do what they want to do and of course. You know, build their platforms and get their message out there. and. Yeah, and and how, assisting other people in their journey forward because you have the expertise and the knowledge in that field. And again, you're not actually doing the work for them, but you're assisting them in being able to experience and propel themselves forward with more ease, with more joy, with with less with less time spent. Because in truth, the only thing that ever really limits us within, or that I've found, my only real feeling of limitation still, which I'm working upon, obviously is time yeah. and it's only dependent on another person's requirement of me within the structure of time. Yeah. I would happily get up whenever and go to bed whenever, as I know you do. And then as soon as there's an implication of requirement to show up for a certain time for a certain person, then I'm like, Oh, I can't be late. I can't be late. So yeah. that's, that's for me, something to look at and to realize the reason for like it. Day just because like I got something coming up at two and I got to get this other stuff done first. Mm -hmm. it, can, it can really shift the way I should look in life. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a, you know, Terrence McKenna says there's no replacement for direct experience. And I think it really is the case that like you can provide information and stuff to people. And there's certain ways where like, if you're, if it's a one-off type of deployment or something like that, you can definitely do the thing for them or delegate that workout to another person that does it. But in a lot of spaces with whether it's building your business or building your family or building your relationships with other people, it really doesn't matter. Like there's a certain aspect to it that we have to do it ourselves. We can hear it all day long, but until we actually do it ourselves, we don't actually know it. And it, it's just not a sustainable thing until we bring it inside of ourselves. So you kind of have to do it yourself. Yeah, so, I like that. I, that. That makes me feel powerful in my own life. I'm like, mm -hmm. shit, like I'm the whether it's real or not real is about me and me alone, you know, and like maybe I'm not creating universes in the palm of my hand, but I'm certainly changing mine with every decision.
Amazing. Amazing. I love that. That that makes me feel like my life can be whatever I want it to be. And I haven't actually found anything that it couldn't be yet, including some like stuff that I was kind of like a joke in my head. And food and being a unicorn. Sure. Like like this that started from completely a joke that I was having just in a running conversation. And uh, context for anybody watching, I wore like a very ridiculous <laughs> inflatable unicorn costume on Halloween. And mm-hmm. like, well, it wasn't just me, like a lot of other people around wearing costumes and stuff. And like, truth be told, like I haven't done anything costume oriented for like a Halloween for like 15 years or something like that. And it was so it was like this joke kind of came up and I was like, man, we should do like a Halloween thing, dude. But like actually do a Halloween thing and started just planning stuff and letting other people run with it. And it came together as like a very, a very fun little time. So, nice. you know, and this is like really what I think we need to do in our life. We need to like create these fun experiences for ourselves and ensure that we're getting them. And we need to put a priority and a precedence on them that it's mm-hmm. like breathing is important. Eating is important. Having fun is important. Beautiful. Like right in line with that you know it's just as important to have fun as it is to like be responsible and get shit taken care of so probably more so because if we only ever go about trying to achieve things we we focus all of our attention on where we're going the final destination as it were but we miss the experience we miss the enjoyment of the journey yeah so what's the point in doing any of it without that excitement and that joy and i've done it myself I've worked myself to the point where I was in a pit of darkness. But again, every experience brings us to completion of where we are. And it's actually going into the dark that allowed me to to take a shift in direction to separate from a perspective, this is me, this is what I'm here to do, et cetera, et cetera, of the egoic self, and separate and discover the light within the dark, as it were. Yeah. But having that excitement and that passion and that joy in what we do is what fuels it what what is for me the the fuel that burns the fire that keeps the fire going and going back to what you said about having to do it ourselves it's the difference between information and knowledge information you can learn you can be given and, and receive all the information you can read various books and take various courses but until you've experienced it firsthand you haven't actually gone through a first experience and you don't have the actual knowledge. You have the understanding, but not the inner standing, as it were. Yeah. And it, and it's a beautiful, a beautiful way to look at it, which I know you do yourself. There is a game. Life is a game. Your character, player one, and then dependent on what you, what you experience is, and everybody you come into contact with and everything that you learn and grow through it then depends on the new attributes and qualities and level you power up you level up you take a mushroom and then you become big and you take the star and then you become invincible and you experience all these different things which first come through the imagination and creation from yourself yeah i think even if you are like heavily focused into learning i'm big into education space Mm -hmm. as well and just like we've found there's so much data to support it now that like by gamifying your learning process it just the the common mind and probably every mind on some level is more apt to engage with it it can engage with it for longer hours it retains mm-hmm. more of the data comprehension collection correlation are all much higher through gamifying the experience than through doing it in some like 
well, basically the way that the Western public school system has done it for a while, which is just like you churn through remembering this, proving you've remembered it, churn through the next thing. There's no fun in it. You don't really actually know what you're going forward towards. The only kind of like score or achievement thing that you get is maybe like an honor roll or I got an A in that class mm -hmm. and that that A, B, C, D, F, like this ends up becoming like the entire, like all the eyes are on that. It's not, did you have fun? Did you actually learn a lot? Did yeah. you make valuable connections with people, places, or concepts? It's not mm -hmm. any of that. It's what grade did you get in the class? And like even all the way up to our college level, their first question they want to know is like, well, what's your high school GPA? And what's really important is like, well, what the hell did you learn in high school? You got any of that still? Like, is it still in your head? Are you actually trying to learn? Do you understand how to learn? Are you going to be able to move to an institute of higher learning and collect more difficult, more nuanced, more complex topics and keep them retained inside of yourself? Because that's really what the GPA is trying to measure. It just does it in a really shitty one-dimensional system where it's memorize, repeat, memorize, repeat, which like... Mm -hmm. I think we can come up with a better idea than this. In fact, like we already have, there's great places. Like if you're, if you have a child and that child is having a difficult time learning, I highly recommend looking into khanacademy.com. That's K-H-A-N academy.com. It might be org. I don't know. Search it on Google. You'll find it. I don't know because I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I just have about a bazillion <laughs> points on there because I've done like 90% of their courses, despite the fact that I did totally fine in high school and everything. In fact, like I actually haven't plugged this thing in so long that I don't even know if they're free still, but I'm sure they are. So if you just like clicked on courses upper left, it, it probably has all kinds of courses. Just, yeah, see, look at this, like a ton of fucking courses right there. Like all of Imagine. this shit is really, really good. And then they have a bunch of, uh, at least a, it's probably rolled into these courses now, but they had uh, at first when they were running this, it was, uh, they had like other kind of like subjects that were just like somebody wanted to teach about something. Uh, even if this is something that costs money now, which I'm pretty sure it's not. I saw when you scrolled down, it said that it's a 503C, I think in the footer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a 501C3. So it's a nonprofit. They can't possibly be charging you. So okay. everything on here is free. And they have actually these built modules and you see how it has like the mastery points. And then over on the left, there's all these kinds of like bars and stuff and you get like achievements and all this. It's like very much so gamified the learning system. And I think in a certain way, like they, they have in a whole, they've done so many tests and stuff inside of public schools and they're doing very very good in comparison to the other systems but like you can do all of this at home and i think people really like if you can gamify your learning experience mm -hmm. on your own you're in a massive position of power in the current place in the world because currently and it might not be this way forever so it might be a strike while the iron is hot kind of thing currently the internet will teach you anything you want to know for free you can find it for free and so if you can gamify that experience yourself and have fun through that learning, honestly, you can just basically sit around your house and crank out PhDs for fun. Like <laughs> you literally can. You can read all the scientific journals. You can run social experiments or encourage other people to do experiments with you through social media. You can like you can do modules yeah. with other people, churn through information, read every book on the planet like. It's amazing the resource that we have right now. If you can make learning fun in your life or if you have children, make it fun in your children's life, 
they're going to become significantly smarter. And other testing has shown that like our IQ functionally, there is a direct correlation to the quality of life that we have. But we're sitting at like even in our pocket, man, like everybody, everybody's got a smartphone that could do this now because you don't need a good computer to do this Mm -hmm. at all. And so, like, I mean, the computer I started doing it, I was a lot worse than the smartphone I have right now. I'll tell you that. Like, smartphone's a supercomputer in comparison to what I started on. So, nevertheless, like, if you can gamify that yourself and then seek out those resources as basically a format of entertainment that you do, you can, like, massively boost your intelligence for completely free. That will relate to better quality of life, better relationships, more money earned in your life easier more more options that you see thus an easier pathway through life so it's, it's literally free money just Mine sitting are. around but you got to make it fun otherwise then like who wants to go to work and then grind out eight hours all night right no one wants to do that mm-hmm. so it has to be fun to you and like you say it's remove even with the removal of the money context it's more happiness it's more liberation it's more joy Money's because if you feel able to do it then you don't feel limited in what you can achieve. I look what I've did already, so I can then go forward and do even more. If yeah, we that's feel kind of more confidence, right? Yeah, like, I'm confident because of what I've proved to myself I can accomplish. Yeah. Exactly. So if you don't think you can do something, just do other stuff that's easier first, and then you'll once you've done enough stuff, then you'll feel like you can do that. That's literally how it works. It's exactly. it's, it's really crazy. Just like going back to being a kid and learning to walk. You don't run yeah. a marathon. You learn to crawl. You learn to stand yeah. up. You learn to walk. But it's that desire and excitement to be able to experience the the first steps and to ca- ca- catch up and keep up with your parents and your brothers and sisters and actually yeah. run about and enjoy life. That's what spurs you forward. Yeah. And it is my my youngest. My both my boys now do online learning because of the current situation. And my youngest son has actually propelled since it's become automated because it's just a game it's just having fun yeah and instead of it being having to sit there and do my homework it's just can i do some can i do some homework yeah yeah of course of course you can you don't have to ask anytime you want to go on it go on it like i I feel like it's actually the so anytime we have a situation like there's so much content you can find on the internet right now about how bad it is with the covid situation mm-hmm. i would like to i i aim to create kind of a space where when we when we're seeing that i like to devil's advocate so think about how good the covid situation is okay there's enormous amount of waste of people's time and shit with like going to school going to offices needing to do that stuff like we have the internet now boys like there's no reason to do that like whole giant mega corporations are completely telecommuting at this point in time. And they've actually experienced an uptick in productivity with a decrease in costs. Like it's that same thing applies to our learning as well. And we've now, we like happened to end up in a situation where we tested a model that was dramatically different from the, where the world was going to be anytime soon. And we could actually have the opportunity to then come out of that and go like, Whoa, 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 buddy. Like, there's no reason for me to work in the tech sector and come into the office. That's not the way we do this anymore. I work from my house. I have my own office built in my house. It's exactly the way that I want it. It's comfortable for me. It's my mm-hmm. perfect little comfort space. I own it. It's my place. And then I telecommute into your structure and I actually interface with you. Google, like Google experienced a massive increase in productivity and it was known for quite some time as being like the best place to work. And mm-hmm. now it's just other Silicon Valley tech companies copying the Google model to a greater degree. But yeah. like 
Google experienced like a massive growth in this culture and, and the happiness of the workers that they had by like installing a slide in their office. Right. But like the idea is that like having these playful at home kind of things, even in the office was showing that it made people enjoy their life more, be, be able to work longer hours, get more done, work more effectively, all these things. We can just build that space in our house and telecommute to the thing. You could build an ideal learning space for your child, the mm -hmm. stuff that they like, the way that they like to learn, stuff that they like mm -hmm. to reference, stuff that keeps them psyched. You make a whole wall, basically like a manifestation vision wall. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then they they do their school online. And with these resources like Khan Academy and stuff, like we we could have gone even farther with that. Like what if public school just went like, okay, we don't really have a structure for this, but we've heard about these guys and they're showing really good test results. So we're going to give it a shot. Like for this period of time, everybody's actually just going to do the Khan Academy content. And then they would have had the whole Khan Academy structure. It would be more gamified and like, from what I've heard about people trying to do online learning, it's a little bit scuffed because you have people who are used to teaching in a classroom face to face and they're being like put in an environment where they're supposed to do it this other way. And really, like, that's not even the best way to do it online. The best way to do it online is have a big repository of standardized knowledge that actually includes what you need. And then it can be approached at whatever time you want. Some kids yeah. learn better at two o'clock in the morning. We don't ever find that out because we make them go to school at 7 a.m. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. We don't learn yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm normally in my flow more in the afternoon into about 10 o'clock. It's normally about 10 o'clock in the evening. Something happens and I click and I'm like, right, let's go. Yeah, and it's, it's time to go to bed. Come on. But yeah. we've, done, we've done a whole day <laughs> here. Um, I would like to add the as, a, as an alternative perspective, I am quite aware of technology, but aware of its ability to actually separate us from each other again. Sure. So it's a beautiful thing to, to be able to work from home, but it's also <laughs> important to interact with other human beings face to face mm -hmm. because of the ability to be able to exchange information that maybe we wouldn't do in this more structured environment. Sure. It's a free flow conversation. And also, if we only take our source of information from one platform we're limiting the ability to receive information to that one platform and through my understanding through my perspective the more places the more different people the more different situations and scenarios we're able to experience the broader our horizon potential we're not limiting ourselves to one channel and if you go to school you come into contact with different people from different backgrounds, different families, different religions, different cultures, different understandings. That enriches a child. That right. in itself is education. Those interactions on the playground that they have, that is education. Children desperately need to interact with other children in order to develop their sense of self, which then does turn into an ego self and actually cause separation. Yeah. But <laughs> before you get to that point, it's important to to listen to a human being because I've seen images in the past, which have now changed of being controlled by technology, basically yeah. not, not like a Terminator scenario, but that machines control and police the streets, machines yeah. educate the children, really like machines <laughs> distribute medication. So every role that could be, you go, you know, you go, you put your finger in a little button in a little, a little thing, it pricks your blood, does a test and distributes you some tablets. You haven't got to see a person. 
is removing the human contact. You go to school, or even if you still go to school, maybe you do it at home, but if you go to school, there's one screen of information, there's one teacher delivering the same information to all children around the country, is then developing that hive mentality past what it currently is. You're most definitely another cog in the wheel because you haven't even had an individual person's context or their perception that has changed that information and delivered it to you in their way. So it's the teacher's job to really like get the balance though. Is it like on a certain level, we are a cog in the wheel and Mm -hmm. we also need to be unique in our cogness. You know what I mean? So we do need both of these and I'm in no way, shape or form it like advocating, build yourself a dungeon, never leave your house. You only need computers. (laughs) No, I know. I know. I'm just sharing that. I actually think it opens time for it because I don't think the space where we're supposed to be like collecting our cog in the wheel information is mm-hmm. a good place to really actually build our basically societal skills, I guess you would call them, or all the stuff that you're really saying coming from it. Like there's so much that comes from interacting with another person face to face and meeting a diverse kind of people. But I think we can actually nurture significantly better environments for doing that if we're not trying to like smash in their social time into their cog in the wheel time too. But if we like, you provide an yeah, efficient methodology for them to learn what a human actually needs. And it's not like, it's not indoctrination type shit. We ain't going to teach you about, you know, the pilgrims coming over here in 1492 <laughs> and how they interacted with the native. We're not going to teach you that. Like you don't need to know that if you choose, if you meet some native American individuals, you meet some people who their family immigrated from England mm-hmm. on the Mayflower. like by all means you learn about that, right? It's pertinent to your life. And that's like how your your uniqueness of your cog, it, it emerged. But like, we're not going to teach you about that. We're going to teach you how to like do math. Math is standardized everywhere. Math isn't Zach's opinion. It's how it works when you take this set of agreements and apply them to numbers, which is another set of agreements, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, there's a lot of standardized stuff that is, we are very cog in the wheel. If we do that in a very efficient way, like an online learning system where it's basically a robot just given out the robot information, but then that, because that's so efficient, it means more of our day, okay, especially because we didn't travel or anything, is available mm-hmm. for us to cultivate basically meaningful societal interactions, which instead of just having like, we all remember a lot of our classmates, but we only have a couple of like lifelong friends that we might ever pull from school or some of us have none of them. If we had, you know, really we were only spending like four or five hours a day collecting this information then the entire rest of our day we could build meaningful societal relationships you would statistically have significantly more of those kinds of relationships and like deep relationships teach you things about yourself and give you kinds of engagements that like shallow cursory relationships just will not do it it really does like when someone gets to know you really well and you get to know them really well you start to see yourself in both places a bunch and you just treat the interaction completely different. This is why like a person's like, I can't just stop loving my mom. Like that's not like a concept that someone has. Like functionally you could, but mm-hmm. you're not going to because you perceive the depths of that relationship to such a magnitude that you literally approach it completely differently. It's a permanent bond. It's not just someone you know, it's a yep. permanent bond that you have with the person integrated into the fabric of your very being and like you say if you developed more and more meaningful relationships on that level from a younger age then that would be your standardized basic principle for a relationship 
you'd expect all relationships to be that deep, that meaningful, that supportive, that constructive. Otherwise, you wouldn't entertain it as a relationship. Yeah, basically, you wouldn't even have friends that didn't support you. A relationship, right? Like someone that you had only met like five, six times, and it didn't get very deep. You would be like, "I have met them; they are an acquaintance, but I like." I don't really have a relationship with them. These 150 people, I have a relationship with them. Like I know the ins and outs of them. They know the ins and outs of me. This guy though, like I, I just met him, you know, mm-hmm. and this, this helps us it, it aids in a certain level of discernment about our interactions because like, I like to see the world in a very light fashion and focus on the positivity of it. But yeah. it is the nature of the system that we are in that people are going to attempt to, maximize their efficiency and that means they're not actually looking out for everyone else's best interest it's just not the reality of the situation when you try to get more done than the amount of hours you have in the day you start going into a place where you effectively have to leverage other people's time to get what you want done and this is what this is the whole root of like what we understand is like the bad manipulation in reality comes from that but it's not all bad manipulation like i convince everybody to come out and help me feed the homeless everybody thinks that's great you know what i mean but like i convince everybody to sell items on my platform and they will get most of the money that's amazon you know what i mean so i was like i was two totally different worlds but it ain't yeah crazy. yeah yeah you know and so this is we need that level of discernment understanding that like these are people that i really actually know them and these are some people that I heard talk on TV a couple times. Mm-hmm. Totally different relationship. These are and people then, I see on social media a couple times. Totally different relationship. I'm not comparing my life to them. I'm comparing my life to people I like actually know. Like they're mm-hmm. actually they live in the same place. They came from the same place. What are we like? You know what I mean? And able to take information from a real context from a real person that you can actually empathize with and as you say mirror yourself upon as opposed to an image on a screen or or a celebrity that projects himself to be a certain way but in truth is nothing like the way that they appear to be if they got some super crazy life i'm great with them posting down it on instagram i like seeing crazy yachts and cool boats and beautiful i love seeing it but there's a lot of people who post that shit that do not live that life at all you know like you say before just because somebody is successful on the surface, it doesn't mean that they're happy with him. True. Yeah, just because he got yachts, beautiful women, etc. You know, he might mm-hmm. like Dan Bilzerian, very prominent figure on social media for not very worthwhile reasons, in my opinion, but nevertheless, very prominent. He's like dealing with huge fraud things and stuff now because like not only was he been fraudulent with his companies, it's come out that like, all the every woman that he ever had on his feed hired model every house that he's ever been in he's renting that thing like he doesn't have any of this stuff and he's doing a lot of it with it allegedly mm-hmm. corporate funds that are and and we're playing a big tax shell game and stuff here and like that's like it's literally fake like he's building a facade for a business or a personal brand and he's not the only one doing it out there. He's the one that's currently like known in the news that's getting popped for fraud. There's yeah. a lot of people doing it and they're all equally fraudulent. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's weird that we deal with a space where it's like, be your authentic self. Realize be your authentic self can be like, it's that's the exact same thing as saying, don't be a fucking fraud. Because like fraud, 1% fraudulence is fraudulence. It doesn't matter if it's 100% fraudulence. It only needs to be a little bit. 
Yeah. And like not being who you really are and not like being able to learn that through the things that we're talking about by meeting people that are actually around you, having yeah. the th- the access to educational material that you need, still having the time to build meaningful societal relationships. You build a convoluted sense of reality where you maybe think like things are possible, but it's significantly easier than it actually is. And then you start to, it, it's very bad. Like I could literally just, spam a Facebook feed for like hours right now, just talking about like a dissertation on the effects of that. There's a great, there's a great film out there called the social dilemma that gets into a whole angle of the Mm -hmm. kind of things that this does particularly with social media, but social media isn't the only place that it's happening. We've been doing it with Hollywood for a long time. And And anybody that's not watched the social dilemma yet, I, I strongly suggest that you go watch it as well. It's information which is out there, but it brings it into a new context of the ability to manipulate through advertisement and through a projection of a desired version of a, a, a young person. And then people chase these dreams of themselves, never feeling good enough within themselves because they're never going to be able to achieve that, which they're striving to be. Because in truth, they're not really that way. Like yeah, you say, that, the thing that they're striving for literally has doesn't not exist been in the way that they're perceiving it. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, that's not to say that it's impossible. And maybe there's a certain, I like to look at the silver lining. Maybe this mm-hmm. function of the human is actually what gets us to engage trying a newly, a truly novel approach to something is mm-hmm. that we go like, we think it's been done that way before. So we try to do it that way. Like, fuck, what the hell? It worked out. It actually worked out. And that happens at some percentage of the time. But this is like a whole very complex psychological dynamic that a person could be significantly more informed about to Mm -hmm. ensure that their psychology is being managed in such a way that they are perceiving the world in the way that they wanted to, which is really actually all that matters. Like, you don't even have to see the truth. You need to see your your truth. Like you need your to be good truth. with what you see and then everything's fucking fine. You stop asking questions then you don't care. You just live your life. And yeah. that comes back to the relationship with other people, because if you're, if your relationships are all deep and meaningful and they allow you to grow within yourself, not trying to control you or manipulate you to be a certain way, then you can be true to yourself. And that for me on my journey was what liberated me was it was taken off that egoic mask, stop trying to be a certain way, stop trying to behave a certain way and just being me. And just like you said, before we started, I swear a lot. Should I not swear? And I'm like, no, fucking swear all you want because to limit you, you who you are is not anything that I would ever entertain. Sure. If you're going to be fake, then why bother being at all? Unless you're your authentic self, then what are you even playing at? Because it is yeah. all a game. And being authentic, if you want to go and play little model trains, then go play with little model trains. If you want to go and learn astrophysicist uh, astrophysics then go and do that whatever it is that's in your heart that you're here to do to experience is perfect because you're your unique aspect of self yeah so never limit your truth you know yeah (laughs) you get deep into any topic like i'm big into alchemy but like the the alchemy thing is really that like anything can be a way to learn about yourself and Mm -hmm boy is that true you know you get deep into anything and all of a sudden it becomes like a whole overarching perspective for your life that everything yep. is filtered through and well you, you bring Beautiful. up astrophysics i've been into astrophysics for a really long time and i've had a big old thing for this certain star 
what's technically a cluster of two stars, but it's called Eta Carina, and it's like a it's as it's a binary star system where one star is always like getting overcharged, and the other one is functionally dead. But then when this one overcharges to supernova. And this one collects all of its energy. And now this one's going and that one's dead. So it's rendered itself immortal through this like binary on off system uh. where it shares the energy in between it. And like literally just the contemplation of that star and thinking about it when I look at the sky has taught me just like, I, I, I don't know, like uh, years and years and years worth of relationship information of how to operate in a symbiotic synergistic system that even like my ultimate failure will drive the person that I'm interacting yeah. with to their ultimate success. So we literally cannot hurt each other. Like it's mm-hmm. impossible. Every single thing that we do drives us forward. And I basically like, I can't, I li- again, like another like several hours, I could literally just talk about that fucking star. Like that star has been one of my greatest teachers. And like, you cannot even see it with the naked eye. Like, <laughs> so like you can't actually look at it in the sky. You have to like research stars and be like, whoa, this is a cool one. And then really like it. Know basically where it is to even like act like you're looking at it in the sky. The point is, is that like I could have gone my whole life without ever perceiving that thing. Yep. But because I got into like, I like stars, astrology, like I'm a big into astrology, but mm-hmm. like kind of not your standard ways of astrology, but nevertheless, very big into it. In what way then? Uh, okay. So I, I think basically like most people treat astrology, they, they're like, they're in the foyer of what astrology is, but mm-hmm. astrology is like an enormous mansion. And there's Mm -hmm. so many different applications of astrology and ways that it can be used to either like understand the self, understand the past, understand the future, predict even in certain ways the future, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things like they all actually live inside of there. But you have to be able to approach the thing from kind of like different angles. It's different rooms of the mansion. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a lot like I do like a lot I would say like broader because most people do astrology via one system, like one specific system is the one that they use. I think there's like huge benefit to geocentric systems. I think there's huge benefit to heliocentric systems. I think they tell us different stories. You're basically putting a different hero at the center of the journey and then understanding its experience through symbolic metaphor because all of these symbols have already been broken down. But like And there's just so many different ways of looking at what's going on around us. And all of them have valid information that they pull from them. But if you like if you use an ice cream cone to hammer in a nail, it's not very effective, but it is one of the most effective things for carrying a delicious treat. You know what I mean? So if you use the right thing for the right thing inside of the space, it it becomes like this very effective system for doing something and this goes a a really broad range of ways going from like predicting what your like natural propensities are going to be as a human but then also in the same kind of system predicting what your natural lack of propensities are going to be as a human which i've found significantly more benefit out of standardized astrology standard way we see astrology in the west now out of basically going okay, so that's what I'm going to do. And here's what I can't do. And I figured out like how to dial back what I'm going to do and how to ramp up what I wasn't going to do. And through that, I have found significantly more balance in my life. And all the like, when I read my own astrology, all the things in my birth chart that it says that I'm going to suck at, I sucked at. 
And mm-hmm. I don't think it was predicated by that because I can like I didn't really, really know about astrology. Like I already had it in my life very young. My mom was an astrologer. She ran a business out of our house doing astrology for people. Like when I was a tiny, tiny kid, like less than three. I don't know when she started it, but mm-hmm. less than three. So she was like, I was always around this astrology, but like I didn't really even take it into myself until like low teenage years was the first time that I ever looked at it and I actually like paid any attention. And I was like, I've already been doing like a ton of this stuff. Like this very well says who I am. But that gave me like basically a map on just what I could work on in order to basically enhance myself. But it's like it's giving me two maps at the same time. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, how like, you want to be abstract with the system. You don't want to look at astrology as it's telling me what I'm going to do in like a positive sense. It, 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 an isness, like I am mm-hmm. this. But you also want to look at it as what I am not, you know? And like, I think you should do the exact same thing inside of basic like religion, spiritualities, any kind of ideology, really any perception. And yep. I think this is one of like the primary teachings that we can get from the Hindu metaphor of Shiva. Or they would call it a god. Sorry, I called your god a metaphor if you're Hindu and you're in here. But that is my perception on it. And Mm -hmm. I love the thing. I keep a statue of it right over there all the time. Like Shiva Nataraj is like one of my favorite things to learn from. But Shiva is understood as that which is not. And we should really look at our life like that. Like we should look at our life as basically being outside in and inside out at the same time. Because there's just more to see that way. And the more that we see the more that we really understand what is and what our place in that is. And when we understand that place, we're able to very easily generate whatever experience we want to inside of that place within reason. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's, it's taking everything from as wide a perspective as possible, but also right from the very center of it. And to know that, in truth, there is nothing. So I would suggest personally that you were aware on a subconscious level because all the information that your mother was sharing, you were listening to and you were integrating and then actually aligning yourself with dependent on what the information was you were given. This is the same reason that I would suggest that, again, to be controversial, that per, a person of colored skin still receives racist remarks and a repressed life because they are told by their mothers you will always struggle because of the color of your skin and you will always face repression from the law that integrates into their being a cellular level being passed down through the dna but also integrated in the learnings and then they go through life looking for where there is a struggle and where there is repression if they weren't given that information, they wouldn't be looking to experience it outside themselves because it wouldn't exist within. Absolutely. Yeah, like I, I'm going to share this thing real quick. And like this is, uh, I should share the screen or you can put my screen share in here. This is like, it, yeah, yeah. It kind of ties all of these things together. And uh, yeah, whatever. Or I mean, you can, there you go. That's fine. It's literally. <laughs> Very simple, so it kind of doesn't matter. It's a circle with a dot in the center. But where this ends up tying all these things together is that this is the the standardized astrological symbol for the sun, S-U-N. And then it's also highly referenced inside of alchemy and all kinds of other esoterica. But 
what this represents is very much so this like this kind of fractal scaling like you could think of the outside circle as the the parent and the inside circle as or dot as a child and you could understand it also in the opposite of that but it really this explains that that we're having both an inside and an outside experience mm -hmm. at the same time and when we can understand that outside better and the inside better we're more capable of switching between them and that allows us to be like malleable to have whatever experience that we want to have. This is the alchemical process of coagulation is to understand how to bring those together. But that's the last step of, step of alchemy. You're going to need to like learn how to do a lot of other stuff with your life. And alchemy is really just like the study of the process of processes. It's not really about like turning lead into gold. Like and not that we can't do that. We can do that. It's just not a cost effective sure approach, but really like, <laughs> <laughs> refinement is really what that is primarily about and you can do that with all kinds of things i mean like the idea of ex uh, well so i've done like a lot of lab work in my life but the process of taking basically like a plant and then extracting some type of specified alkaloid out of it right like this can be anything it can be an essential oil it could be cbd oil it could be mm -hmm. whatever it has inside of it it doesn't really matter but mm -hmm. when you get done with this like you've taken what was base material plant matter and mm -hmm. when you're done with it you have basically this oil that in this oil in a lot of cases is gold it's literally gold like the color of it has a yellow tinge and when you put a bunch yeah, of it yeah. together it looks like a ball of gold but this is really like this it, this process of taking what we are pulling it apart seeing the good parts seeing the bad parts skimming off the bad parts recoagulating the good parts to basically break it down again that's the process of virtually everything and as like chelsea says here in a comment that the stars are literal fucking map to unlock in the universe it's very true because that ability to break yourself down and build yourself back up again really is what turns you into whatever it is that you want yes. to and if you can like find fun inside of that process then you can find fun inside of your whole life because your whole life is that process Beautiful. you're always going to be doing that you literally can't not do this if someone can find a way to live their life without doing this please reach out to me so that i can know <laughs> that i'm wrong and i can start doing other like go another uh, route i it's will possible. i will confirm with you i got three or four days ago i got a download of a free meditation whatever you'd like to label it not labeling things again but basically the reason for existence being like taking apart a car so you take apart so the big bang explodes there's a single point of everything and it explodes itself out like taking apart an engine so that we can discover all the parts involved in it and how each part works analyze yeah. it from every single perspective before we put it back together again yeah so does the big bang actually end with the reconnection to itself as each and every individual aspect of who we are returns to consciousness awareness as being part of the whole so the, the individual droplet of water returning to the ocean of existence when all droplets have returned it goes back into completion again it goes back to the singularity again yeah so it's that, just that discovery of all parts that yeah i, I think the universe ends with collapse into yeah. nothingness yeah yeah and back i think in. that is just yeah. amazing like that's so cool and it, we're going to see really honestly in a certain way, like even though this is like a doomsday thing, like this is what's going to happen at the end of the universe. We would be a long way off from that if this is accurate, because yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. in the process of the expansion. Mm -hmm. And so even like, I mean, just that alone is going to take so much more time 
So like we got a lot of life ahead of us. We're probably not going to get ripped into by an asteroid or anything soon. It's we probably have this like the universe is Um, probably doing this thing on purpose. We're getting to the point now, as you say, we're continuously expanding, causing the very expansion of the universe through the expansion of self. As we continue to expand our consciousness, our awareness, we cause the expansion of the universe. And it gets to a point where we can then actually collectively control the vibration of of matter and frequency around us, mm. which is what's taking place at the moment. It's what this whole repression and separation and fear-based projection is the reason for, because we're waking up globally. And the darkness is always going to be scared of the light because it's the light that shines within the darkness and, and transmutes it. Yeah, and it's, through it's a, really just not even fair or like scared <laughs> per se. Like it just when the light comes, the the dark has to move. But when, you know, the dark can then move to somewhere that the light moved away from. It's just a symbiotic yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're not True. in the same place ever. You know, they're not scared of each other. They work together. They're brethren. This is Cain and Abel, Castor and Pollux. It's all of that. Like, they're, they're not actually against each other. They're just not in the same place. You know, it's, it's, like two, it's two different stories right again. It's yeah. a lot of people say there's a battle. There's a war taking place, a war between good and bad, a war between light and dark. I say that there's a dance, a universal, conscious and eternal dance between the the husband and the wife, nice. between the man in his dark suit and the woman in her white dress. And they're embraced and they're dancing together. And that is existence. There is no battle to be won. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have a, a room of darkness and you turn the light on, the darkness disappears. And if everywhere is then projected and have that light shone upon it, everywhere becomes light and that would be for me the final point where it disappears would be once everything has consciousness shone upon it because mm-hmm. the light is just consciousness anywhere we're not conscious of within ourself is a, a void of of consciousness is darkness it's the inner shadow work it's inner child yeah. work so again returning to go off topic and back to what you were saying moments ago transmuting or changing something into something else one of my most beautiful teachings was the shit of life. And it's the fact that shit happens Mm. and we can either carry it around with us, wearing us down, making a smell, creating our own version of personal hell, or use it as fertilizer and actually plant the seeds which we wish to grow in the shit and then grow them bigger and more beautiful than we could have done without it. And that's to be a true alchemist is to take something which is, perceived as negative and to turn it into something positive because it's yeah. just energy it's just a frequency we change the frequency of it we change the the fact of it we change yeah. the past by changing our attachment and perception of the past and yeah. to go to your single perception of reality again again i would completely agree through the lessons and the teachings that i've been given which is there's only one screen so everything being vibrational we have the ability to feel within us the same that we experience outside as above so below as within so without there's one screen of information if you imagine your computer screen is reality and whatever you tune that screen into vibrationally you being the receiver and the person holding the remote you then pick up that channel all the frequencies are in the airways all around it what channel you turn the tell into it will show the external world views that screen as you and you view it from the inside out as the external world it's the same one screen and you are the being the entity with the remote 
everybody else is a secondary character in your play, in your film, in your game, and you have the remote. You have control over your perception of energy vibrating at different frequencies. It's up to you what you focus on, what you align with, and then what you create for yourself and those around you. So, yeah, <laughs> beautiful. I, that like that that way of looking at it actually resonates so deeply with me because when I was younger, I had a psychedelic experience real deep that was a lot like this. Just me, like I came out to basically an observer perspective, but I was just like uh, a perception looking at like this huge bank of TV screens, like you would expect to see in like a security <laughs> room, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. Got all the cameras, right? But when I would look at one of the screens. I would basically pull completely into it, into a subjective perspective, and I'd be having some type of experience, but I could shift myself to come back out objectively and pick like a completely different screen. I was literally just jumping between completely different experiences, plants, animals, places, different people, all this stuff that was just like kind of this objectivity, subjectivity with like this uh, shell of unity to it was Amazing. the whole like feeling of everything was it like wow like i can shift my perspective to all these places but like it's it's like it's me looking at it all these different ways and so like functionally all these things are the same thing as me just a different subjectivity of my objective perspective of what is happening <laughs> basically and Going so back. it really was that like I could I could only look at one TV at a time because if I looked at a TV, I was the fucking TV. Yep. But when I didn't look at any TVs, I could look at many TVs, but I had no idea what was going on in any of them. I just had to look into it. You know what I mean? But so this was exactly. probably like my first yeah. your your actually being all things experience that I had where like the, I had like the some experiences that were like I kind of merged with everything or like my I-ness was kind of gone but mm -hmm. this was the first time that it was ever like I felt like the the difference between like my experience and someone else's was literally just like me looking in a different direction like that was the only difference between them and I just really haven't been able to see it any different since then. and it really is true like <sighs> Man, the relationships in my life, they're such an amazing like expression of who I am or who I am not all the time. And when I've been able to keep myself objective, like watching me as a player and the other mm -hmm. person as a player, watching it like through their screen and through mm -hmm. my screen at the same time. And then mm -hmm. also from like a screen that's like watching the two of them interact. I can see all the time how this is always like the light and the dark. They just like they change faces sometimes and they're not really fighting. They're trying to work together. Sometimes it looks like a battle, but that wasn't really on purpose. There's just like a huge misunderstanding between the two of them. And it's really like the same thing interfacing from multiple different subjectivities, trying to further an experience like there's not actually like I don't think we're ever going to put an end to war because I don't really think war is Sorry. happening. Like, so without an, without a real understanding of the of the right way of what is factually without doubt true, mm -hmm. we have which to we experience have. which we never will have. We will never have never never ever. <laughs> you have to experience both sides. So yeah. one side's gone left, one side's gone right. Because why not? We don't know which way is right. So you right. have to experience both. Yeah, completion. I mean, really, the rightness is everything that's in between them. They just hold the boundaries out. Yeah. And then this is like they push away potential by making it into a space of possibility is and pretty what, much the way that I think about it. Yeah. 
and what you said quick, a moment I, when ago, I say I don't think war, do, I think war doesn't actually exist. I mean, inside of our perception, I'm well aware that people actually get killed and we put way too much money into military defense and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's bad. Yeah. I don't like it. We're, we're speaking on a level past the past the 3D realm. We're speaking right. on a on a realm that most people listening to will philosophically speaking, yeah. <laughs> war does not exist. Yeah, so <laughs> physiologically fact, speaking, it clearly does. The fact that you don't see people unless they are either you or completely the opposite to you suggests again that the middle ground isn't even seen because it's not needed to be seen. So, so unless you've way. gone left or right. Or it's actually all you see, right? Because you're able to see left and right, which basically means you must be positioned in the center. But due to the nature of your positioning, can you actually see all the way left? Can you actually see all the way right? Or do you see everything that you see to the left from the center? And do you see everything that you see to the right from the center? And you probably actually don't even truly see the polarity of it. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. when we say that something is the opposite of something, it's not true. Like that we say like the opposite of up is down. And on one scale, that's true. But actually, the opposite of up is like no direction at all. Because up is a direction. And the opposite of a direction is no direction. So down is not actually truly opposite to up. It's still holding the function of being a direction. Amazing. It's actually like the polarity. It's a bipolar function of it. It's not actually opposite. It's one and the same. It's two points of the same line. What's actually opposite is for there to not be that fucking line at all. So even when we think about opposition, like we don't really think about opposition in true bipolarity. We think about opposition in like, what's going out this way. It's much like our arms, right? Like I can only touch walls that are at the end of my arms, despite the fact that if I pulled the camera out, you'd see that there are definitely walls like eight inches from each of my arms. I can't fucking touch them. That's the actual boundary. The most I can see is where I can like flap my arms because apparently I'm acting like a bird now or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the, the <laughs> <laughs> like the point is, it's just a, like we can, the eye can only see as far as the eye can see. You know, and, and you can make that you're eye why you comprehend your ability to see, which returns back to having positive and constructive relationships, positive affirmations, which are integrated yeah. within us, and the ability to to understand that we are capable of achieving things sure. by again bringing that joy back into. You no, know, even if you aren't, just tell yourself you are, because you're not going to become capable of doing it by saying I'm not capable of doing it, but saying that I am capable of doing it might assist you in being able to do it. So, so the fake it till you make it scenario, which again is it's not external. It's not faking it, it but you don't it's allowing yourself it. to to embody it, to play that character. Because again, you're just a character. If you yeah. choose to be the character with the current qualities and attributes, then that's all you'll ever be. If, if you, you want to get it away from forward, fake, you, I like to use the idea of just be the future version of yourself yeah. today. Like, yeah. like you're not faking it. Like I know based off of what I want to do what I'm going to be like in six months. And functionally mm -hmm. for me to get there as fast as possible, I do every fucking thing that I can do today to be like that person. Yeah. Everything that I can do. Like I have yeah. a whole model that I use with people. I call quantum imagination model because it's a good buzzword. But like I use, and the whole idea of that is like purposely sculpt the future, mm -hmm. go over that experience and understand exactly in reverse engineering what that person mm -hmm. would have done to get there, what their quality are, qualities are, what aspects they have that you don't have. And then basically you move forward in your life trying to mirror that process completely. You just reverse engineer your future. This mm -hmm. like used to actually be a university level study called eschatology. We put it away 
you can ask yourself why and depending on what you know thickness of tinfoil hat you like to wear <laughs> you will find different answers regarding this but we don't study it anymore it's not taught in universities however it was taught in universities like oxford and shit for quite mm-hmm. some time some of their greatest all you know like people that came from there are people who studied eschatology and it really is the idea of that like the future is a place that functionally already exists it's a Mm -hmm. projection from our present and our projection from our present sculpts what that thing looks like and we have very much so like a linear time view of life where we get pushed by the past into the future it's just as easy to conceptualize that as us being pulled by the future from our past and really what's actually happening is functionally both of those are happening at the same time. Our past yeah. is pushing us to the future. Our future is pulling us to the future. Mm-hmm. And we have the ability to project ourselves backwards as well. We just don't call it our physical life. We call it our memory or mm-hmm. sometimes like our trauma or our genetic history or a whole lot of other things. But the point is, is to, pr- to purposely project the future that you want and then try and get as close to that as quickly as possible by being what it is. And yeah. I personally have have utilized that ability. I've been forward to the very end of my timeline to experience what it is that I've experienced then and then integrated the information that I had then back to now. I can't comprehend everything that I can at that point in time because I haven't actually experienced those events. Mm-hmm. But the energy, the information is there. So would then, you rather, when I'm on my Would path, you rather be the thing that you perceived yourself at in that perception or who you are now, which me. one would you rather be right now? Me. So this is the better one? Like, it's good that you're not there yet? Yeah. Yeah, I feel I have exactly it. the same way. <laughs> I just wanted to hear <laughs> somebody else, somebody else felt. Well, I think I hear a lot of people well, talk about these, the and when they do that, they feel like now they're supposed to be that. No, or no. like, we do this in a, on a simple level, I think, with like the whole, the complex of like the higher self. Mm-hmm. We look at that higher self and we like put it on a pedestal oh, and yeah. we oftentimes use it to basically victimize ourselves because our yeah. higher self would do it like this, but yeah. we only do it like this. If your higher self is more like your future self, <laughs> well, like in 4,000 years, you would do it like that. But yeah. today you would have a beer and laugh with your friends because you don't fucking know how to do that yet. So what are you going to do about it? It takes away the point in experience in the game. It's like a computer game. Again, it's good to actually develop abilities to almost gain hacks, gain cheats. And that's what we do through meditation. We gain cheats, as as it were. But to actually complete, you put the game in and the game's complete. Well, what the fuck? Why did I even buy the game? Yeah. What was the point in going through the process of, of waiting, installing it, and then it's already completed? Right. It's the game. It's the enjoyment of playing the game. It's the enjoyment of life. It's the enjoyment of walking the journey as opposed to the destination again. Yeah. What's, what's the point otherwise? You see and this again, so much inside of like RPG video games, especially on the internet. Like everybody's in a rush to get to the, the best end. gear at the max level and have killed all the things without really realizing that as soon as you've done that you're, you don't want to play this anymore you go play something <laughs> on your board you know what? what i mean you like make a new character yeah. and do it again is what yeah. they oftentimes do which really adds a lot of possibility to this purposeful reincarnation thing so i they do this that's a very interesting statement because i can't really relate to actually my children are at a point where they play computer games but not they're not addicted to them as as on the level some people are mm-hmm. but i used to play computer games for the fact of playing the game i wasn't ever really that interested in completing it i just mm. played the game for the enjoyment of playing it 
which is yeah. life. You play life for the enjoyment of playing it. Right. If you're focused on the completion of it, then it the quicker you complete it, the quicker you're racing to the end, the quicker it's over. And then you start again. So you might as well enjoy the journey to that point. And I completely agree with that now, but for like 35 years of my life, I was racing to get to the end. So I can totally see the other side too. Uh, yeah. Again, I can relate to trying to achieve something, to be something, to be projected as something. And everything I was doing was taking me further away from the truth of who I, I really am. And then going forwards, not faking it, but actually embodying that self to align with the frequency and energy of that self then allows me to know vibrationally through emotions. Emotions are the signal for myself, and I would suggest to all check in with the emotions of what we do. If it feels joyful and uplifting and liberating, then it's in alignment with your life your life's purpose, your soul, and your journey. If it's not, if it's repressive and restrictive, it's because you're trying to go against the natural flow. So you're yeah. trying to go against your 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 most free-flowing path, let's mm -hmm. say, because we can always exist within the, within the structure, within the coding, within the game, or we can try to break free from it. But breaking free, but then that brings in a question of, are we really free from the matrix when we're free from it, or are we still existing in a an outside or inner inner confined construct of imprisonment still that we're yeah. still actually within a, a construct because unless we escape it all we're always governed by certain parameters and certain laws which have to be consciously created to be able to be experienced so yeah hmm, deep i i personally think we we basically are both at the same time like it's it's functionally just a machine of our own design. So are you in like a simulation, a matrix? Yes. Is that controlling you? Yeah. But is that really you being controlled? Not by an outside force because it's you controlling you through a mm -hmm. thing that you designed to experience yourself in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like bigger you can't have subjective experience. It is objective experience or maybe even better understood as objective space. But that objective space can have subjective experience inside of it human life is basically just a projection of that subjective experience. So it's a format of God that God can't do, but it can't be more than God because it's inside of God. You know what I mean? So is it a matrix? Yeah. Is it a simulation? Yeah. You coded the whole thing and you're actively coding it right now. So mm -hmm. you have ultimate control over it. It basically does function as a machine. And mm -hmm. if you understand how to use it, right, you can make whatever kind of experience you want inside of it. So like, it's not a problem that you're in the matrix. Like, no, you can do no. whatever the fuck you want in the Matrix. It's pretty yeah. chill, actually. Like, there's all kinds of cool shit in there. There's also yeah. all kinds of cool shit outside of the Matrix, you could say. But it's not really outside of the Matrix. It's like objective you. And objective you goes like, okay, well, you know, this is how that works. And it I looks like you, a little machine down there. No, you say if you separate incompletion from any programming, any structure, then you return to to the void you return to god and you're unable to actually have a a comprehension other than your personal perception because you, you are everything you have to sculpt a whole new matrix just to have an experience of being in that space hmm. like you know, need I've, it. You I've, have to I've been shown to the, to the formless yeah yeah and to for, to add form to the formless one needs structure and structure comes in angles and curves and so you will square circles in order to take a space that has absolutely nothing in it and make sense out of it through compartmentalization, through definition of boundary. 
And you will sometimes see those boundaries as oppressive and you will sometimes see them as expressive, but you will probably always see them as impressive because you're 100% going to be affected by them and they're going to generate your reality. And it's you generating your reality through squaring the circle. This is uh, fucking your music to my ears, music to my ears, brother. It's beautiful. The way you speak is fucking beautiful. It ain't me, dude. Like, I I don't do that. I don't talk. Like, I don't have that belief in myself. Flow through the ability to flow through that information in your unique way is is divine. Yeah. And for, for anybody that's still watching with this, like simple thing that I always say to people to go back to where you're talking about, like the emotions being a signal. Really, you do need to honor your emotions, but like it's a very simple way to do that. I always give is like a three-point bullet thing. Stop, check which one feels better, go that way. If you don't need to fucking know anything else in your life, nothing. You need to know nothing else in your life. You don't need any other coach. You don't need any other teacher. You'll find all the teachers. You'll find all the coaches. You'll come across all the shit, and you'll come across exactly what you want. If you just stop, check which one feels better, and go that way, and do that unapologetically always check which one feels better always go that way no matter what it means mm-hmm. you know if it looks tough right on the front of it do it anyways if it feels better to go that way go that way mm-hmm. you know doesn't matter how bad it gets or how great it gets always just check which one feels better and go that way easy easy peasy life after that yeah and we have trouble making it that simple on ourselves. We want some <laughs> fucking crazy complex answer where like, oh, look at when you twist it all this way and run the you know linear calculus equation on it. You can see that at the end of it, in fact, I am fucking up my own life. But you can also just be like, stop, check which one feels better. Go that way. And if you didn't do part of that, you can be like, oh, shit. Yep. Look at me. I'm fucking up my own life. Same result at the end of it. Just way simpler math. But we don't always want way simpler math. I didn't want way simpler math. I I got all kinds of like maps to the dimensionality of self that I generated on my own. And I spent thousands and thousands of hours philosophizing and thinking about myself and abstracting myself and going into other. And I wanted some big complex equation. And like I got all kinds of them, but I don't like them as much as I like the simple ones. You know what I mean? The simple ones are elegant. It's like a, it feels like a master stroke. Right. Like, I don't need to do all that shit. I just like, mm. wait a minute. The yes, I do still want to be doing this podcast. So I'm going to keep talking to you because I just <laughs> stopped and said, well, like, should I keep doing this or should I quit? <laughs> it would feel better to keep doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it for some more time. Amazing. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can do it anytime, all the time. You yeah. do it like the more that you start to like process information on a more like minuscule level, and- you can do it even just more often. And it may uh, uh, initially say you don't want to be at work. I don't want to be here. I'm going to leave. It may initially cause a a trauma or an experience that you would try to resist and try to escape. If you continue down that path of what feels best, Mm -hmm. it won't take very long to actually end up in a much more optimal and natural position. One that you're not trying to force your way. Like, again, the square in the circle. If you're a circle, don't try and push yourself through a square hole. Because it's not right. going to work. It's just going to cause you pain. Yeah. Go through the circular hole. But it's going to take you a while to to separate from the square and then find your way to the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would like, I think you're supposed to draw a square around the circle. Like if you are fearing, feeling very circular, you need mm-hmm. to add structure. If you are yep. feeling very structure, you need to add novelty. You need to add which, curves which, and randomness. Which is what this is all about. Um, my my logo which is cosmic surfer 
is the circle with the square with the mm -hmm. triangle mm -hmm. because it's incorporating masculine, feminine, and then the strongest geometric shape in existence, which mm -hmm. is the, the pyramid structure, which is the reason for its existence and is governing over reality. But again, if we look at it all as a simplistic form of maths, it returns you to instead of the being that is trying to discover who they are, the being who already knows who they are, because it's mm. simple. Because God creates simplistically like that. doesn't have yeah. to go through mathematical equations and spend an infinite amount of time discovering how, it just does it. Yeah. So when we take that single path, we're back in alignment with our truest and deepest self again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can create the number 10 out of all kinds of crazy math, but you can also just count your way to it. <laughs> you know, like both are yeah. completely possible. And if we look at numbers right, we find that like really even just counting, it does it all for us. Like one can understand themselves through the expression of zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, especially when they like, we, we kind of think that 10 is like a new thing, but think of it more as like the first order of zero and you're just back at the beginning again. So mm -hmm. like, if you uh, if you look at numbers through that, if you want to dig into this and you want to get all esoteric about it, read John D's book, The Hieroglyphic Monad. It explains how all these numbers emerge from each other and uh, will give you plenty of riddles to spend the next 20 years of your life <laughs> trying to understand how that means anything more, which it always will. So nevertheless, like we could use just simply zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to understand our whole reality. But we oftentimes like more complex things. And so, like, mm -hmm. go back to your example of, like, checking which feels better with, like, I don't want to be at my job right now. Well, like, then you go, like, when you say that go that way with that, that can insinuate basically that there's some kind of planning with it in the sense that, like, mm. I can't just get up and leave my job right now. I'll get fired. But me checking in with myself right now says that, like, I need to make some changes about that. What's the next best step to ensure that I'm actually generating a change with that? And if you take the time to do that, you'll find a way that goes towards that thing that does feel good. And yeah. so, like, it doesn't leave you getting fired and not having any money or whatever. You start, like, doing things in a way where maybe you'll start cutting out from early 30 minutes or, or cutting out from work 30 minutes early. You can mm -hmm. even talk to your boss about this. And he's like, yeah, no problem. You know what I mean? You can go mm -hmm. ahead and cut out 30 minutes early for the next couple of weeks. Then you use like that 30 minutes plus another 30 minutes that you took out of maybe say your hobby time to spend an hour like business planning or finding other jobs or doing whatever needs to do to discover that. And ideally over that two weeks, you found a whole new secured position that you can be like, all right, so about that cutting out 30 minutes early, I'm going to be cutting out permanently early because I found a different job that's much better than this one. So yeah. I got to go, you know what Amazing. I mean? And Amazing. then that was really the way that felt better in the sense that like, yeah. really, actually, you didn't even have to take anything away from your life. You added a new thing that you were mm -hmm. doing. And it, you get there by a pathway that's completely feels good. And now you're in a new place. People off limit themselves with like, well, I can't like, I, I don't like my job, but I can't leave because I need the money. Well, fucking figure out how to make money some other way before you leave. Then, <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But that does not occur to them. They think like, I got to stay here. I got to do this to get the money or whatever. You need to sculpt your time around that to making sure that you have some way that you're going to get somewhere else. Otherwise, you're basically digging your own grave. So it's not really like an option to just stay there. And then dependent on the reasonings for your 
personal existence, let's say, sometimes if you if you ignore all those signals that it's not right, that I'm going to keep doing it anyway because I need the money because of this, because of that, from my personal experiences, I can speak about this firsthand, your higher self, the universe, whatever it is, will push you mm. with whether you want it or not they'll push you over the edge yeah. into the oblivion and then you have to make you that you can't think about wanting forward. something without actually vectoring somewhat towards it it, yeah. it at least it, like if nothing else like most people don't have a single pointed focus they have a disparate focus like a lot of what i spend time working with people is like actually all about focus and I think focus is honestly like fucking everything. It's very important. But like mm -hmm. people don't have a single pointed focus. You have a disparate focus. But when like you end up turning it enough to see something else that you want, you're still kind of like trending that way all the time. Like you're going to end up pulling yourself that way. You can't have like an idea in your mind and not kind of walk towards it. You actually have to push it out of your mind entirely, which is a lot easier said than done. And that's why we need focus, because focus allows you to focus on just one thing or just these 10 or only this way of looking at it. But at the same time, also focus is a very powerful tool. So it's a double edged sword and like hyper focus on the wrong thing will completely destroy your life instantaneously. It's pretty crazy. So like how fast it is and how much we have to come to understand the power of the mind and its ability to completely alter our perception of what is otherwise a fine reality to one that is actively capitulating into catastrophe. You know what I mean? Like Amazing. we can look yeah. at whatever we want all the time and we don't really give that thing enough respect. And I really much so urge people to give themselves more respect because like Beautiful. that's you, that's really the power of you is that perception and how it ends up functionally being a projection. But we have to be like very respectful <laughs> to ourselves and care about ourselves and make sure we're doing the right thing for ourselves. And that comes back to those relationships again that we've previously had and that we've based our concept of relationships upon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, like if, if you've had bad relationships in your life, literally you even go so far as to hire someone that can be a very healthy, wholesome relationship. They have some kind of training, some kind of proof that they're able to create that so that you can get an experience of having a very wholesome relationship into your life that is actually mm -hmm. in the right place so that you can basically get yourself a model to start recreating from. That's a, a very real thing that working with any kind of coach Amazing. or anything I would, can be I would suggest so it's, it's an underlying foundation of what I do. I, I create a very protective, unconditional, loving space. Mm -hmm. And then within that space, it allows for everything to be experienced that otherwise wouldn't be able to be experienced and yeah. that's what we do we hold space for each other Absolutely. we assist each other by holding space by by being there by showing up and we do that by showing up for the self mm -hmm. amazing thank so, you for showing up today zach yeah i it's think this is a perfect segue amazing. <laughs> it was it was nice holding this space with you <laughs> thank you Likewise. for showing up too uh, hopefully anybody who watches this you get good value out of it you know kane is a really really good guy if you're looking for help inside of your life and you feel you resonate with Kane, definitely invest in yourself and work with him. It might be more beneficial than you could possibly imagine. If you need help with your business or your mindset and you resonate with a person like me, I'm very different in my operation than Kane, I assure you. Then maybe reach out to me on any of my social media platforms, at Zach Mortimer or on Instagram or find me on Facebook or whatever. You figure it out. ISN.com also works. 
But Kane, I'll thank be you for sure to put every, everything I can find, all all of the socials we shared, and all more, more information that I can discover about you. Please, everybody, if you're not yet connected with Zach, go over. Make sure you connect with him on Instagram. Check out all of his content. Absolutely phenomenal. I do phenomenal a podcast irregularly on a YouTube channel called Expanded Understanding. Yep. If you like what we're talking about here, I got, like I don't know, like 120 episodes of me yammering on about random stuff. Well, and sometimes just making jokes and stuff. But there's definitely like hundreds and hundreds of hours of content up there that you can go and watch for free. Lots of good perspectives on there, uh, you know. Ex- that's expanded understanding. You find. I was I was looking at it earlier, and there's one that was five, 55 minutes, 55 seconds. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to it there. Yeah, we we have like <laughs> several of those. Like there was there was one that ends. It's three thirty three thirty three. Chelsea, so, there you go. Three three three. Yeah, like uh, I think it was that might even be like one some episode where like primarily I was talking about like Tesla or something too. I remember it had some other well, kind of thing. Synchronicities. There you go. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, oh, if Tesla, like I'm, I'm, I'm big into Tesla and well, well, a lot of Tesla's compatriots too, especially Walter Russell. Like I probably have more of a hard on for Walter Russell than Tesla, but they're both great and they're both doing the same thing. So nevertheless, nice. thanks everybody nice. for being here. Thanks, Kane, for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All my love. And yeah, let's let's do this again. Maybe not in the same context, but just I'm always here. I would love to just pick your brain and and have a journey together in whatever way we do going forward. Totally. Thank you. I'm open to it. (laughs) Thank you. It's been an absolute honor. You you yeah, you're an your inspiration. The way that you flow that information, it's like poetry. Nah. Thanks. I'm big into poetry. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Likewise. I really do. So well, my thanks everybody brother. for watching. Thank you. Thanks for existing, Kane. You're a really good guy. I Likewise. appreciate you being here. Likewise. <laughs> Always. Love you, brother. And Love yes, you. thank you to each and every one of you listening now and wherever you are around the world. Whenever you're listening to this, this is the exact time you were supposed to receive this information. Please make sure that you go over and check out Zach and all of his content, all of his socials. And I look forward to connecting with you all again on a deeper level very soon. Love, light, infinite blessings. And until the next episode of Midday Mindfulness, stay mindful, stay open to experience situations from an alternative perspective again separating your personal desire and just allowing for the experience to be what it is an experience if you attach a desired outcome to something you limit your ability to perceive the entire event because you will only be looking for that specific outcome whereas actually maybe the learnings are on the other side around the corner or even behind you as though we're not going backwards, but it's often useful to look behind to gain learnings to integrate into the current moment to go forward with. Continue to do what you're doing. Continue to look within, to question everything that you are given and to expand your potential to experience and educate your children in the same manner as it is the education of the children which will create that world of true liberation and freedom the world of tomorrow that we are creating together today i love you all thank you for all of your support and as i say make sure you go and check zach out because he is a fucking phenomenal guy love light infinite blessings namaste amazing <laughs>